0: McFarland, McFarland Energy, thanks once again for sponsoring the Bradfo Show. It's been a great few weeks. It's been a great few months. It's been a great season. It's going to be a great week coming up. Uh, thanks once again. And in case you don't know how great it has been, go to the social media accounts. Go to the Bradfo Show, at Bradfow underscore show, uh, to check it out. Uh, Coop did a great job of giving us uh, asking you to pick your favorite guest uh, of the summer from the Bradfo Show. And when you see all the faces... And I'm going to like Rattle them off, Xander Bograss, Brock Holt, Jonathan Papelbon, you know, Trevor Story, all of them. All of them. You see all the, the faces, you get an idea about what a great community this is, uh, along with all the interviews. You obviously have a lot of the fun stuff, a lot of the opinion, a lot of everything. We're going to keep trying to do it for you, and uh, we will. We will succeed, and we're succeeding today once again because of one person, and that is because of Dennis Eckersley, Eck. This is uh, Eck, as it was reported by Chad Finn of the Globe, Monday morning. Eck is retiring. He had been hinting at this throughout the course of the season, uh, but as Chad wrote, you know, it's definitive. This is going to be the last season in a broadcast booth. And there's, we're going to talk a lot about Eck, and hopefully we'll have Eck on the podcast. And we're going to want to finish off this podcast. What I want to do is the time that Eck was actually on this podcast was right after the David Price thing. It was two weeks after the David Price thing. And I said to Ack I said, hey, you want to do a podcast? I'm not even sure he knew really what got his head around what a podcast was. But I think, sure. So we sat down. In a broadcast booth, and and I just said, "Eck, how's it going?" And he just went, you know, he just talked, talked about the price stuff. Was very honest. It was Eck, and it was it was like it was. Oh my goodness, this guy is he, he's just honest. I mean, he's just genuine. And this is a continuing theme when we talk about our favorite guys, right? It's just being genuine. Whether it's a guy we have plenty of guys on this podcast in recently too who I love covering because they were just genuine. Well, I at the top of that list. I mean, he's just genuine. You are going to find a more genuine person uh, around. Whether you, whether you like what he says, whether you don't like what he says, it doesn't make a difference. I mean, you cannot argue these are not genuine. So as I said, after we finish talking here a little bit, We'll post that podcast that we did with Eck a few years ago. Uh, I think it's worth it just because, just to get sort of a feel of, for, for how honest and genuine he was. At, uh, like, what was really a crazy time. That was the first time that he ever talked about any of that stuff. So, uh, it was appreciated. And, and he's appreciated, man. Like, this is the thing. Is that one thing about Eck you have to understand is that when you talk to him, it's... Like, that's what you're getting. It's no different than when he's in the broadcast booth. He's just, he's engaging. He's not putting on any airs. He's not faking nothing. I mean, he's, he's actually interested in what you have to say. He's opinionated. He's, he's it's just matter of fact. All of it. I mean, all of it is right there. Whether you're talking to him in the hallway outside the broadcast booth or inside the broadcast booth. And that's one of the highest compliments I can give anyone. And it's interesting because one of the things that I was shocked at, especially when the price thing came out, was that a lot of players, and this is going well before you know, all, this, all that stuff happened, with a lot of the players were like, oh, you know, like X too honest or X, you know, he should know he played. And I was like shocked. Because everyone, I thought everyone just loved Ack. I thought like, everyone appreciated the way he did it. But as a player, there was as some players, I think that they are misguided in thinking, well, you know, they work for the team, they have to be supportive, they, don't, they have to understand how hard this game is. That's not their job. I mean, I think that's what Ack understood from the get-go and continues to understand, is that this is just, you, you have to go out and you have to talk, be honest, You know, not going out of your way to rip anybody, you know, but just be honest. And really what he does, and this is why I think it works so well for him, is that he's the guy sitting down on the couch next to you and he's just talking. That's it. Like, there's nothing forced. And the great thing about Eck is that when you talk to him or when he talks in the broadcast and he says these things, he says these catchphrases, it's not like he's writing them down right? He's just saying them. That's how he talks. Like, I talk. I have my, my uh, crutches, verbal crutches, which I lean on, whatever. I'm not writing him down. But, you know, this is what Eck is. It's, I mean, that is the highest compliment I can give him. And I think that everyone would say the same thing, which is when you're sitting down, he's just talking, he's just doing a game. I mean, I remember when we would do a spring training game And Eck would come in the booth for whatever it was, three innings. And you know, listen, spring training, spring training. It's not like you're following the action, action, you know, like you would in a regular season game. But I found myself Eck was sort of like to the behind me, to the side, and I'm but my my chair swiveled over facing him the entire time. I I could not care less what was going on in the field. I mean, once again, spring training. But it was just a conversation, and it's so easy to have that conversation. You're just talking, and next thing you know, three things are up, and it, that's it's coming, it's gone. There's no dead air, there's no nothing. We're just talking. And the great thing also is that he's listening. He's actually listening to what you say. He cares what you say. This isn't a one-way conversation, which obviously in this business is one of the biggest things that I hate, and it happens way too much. These one-way conversations about people who are just thinking, oh, this is what I'm going to say next. I'm not listening to you. That's, this is what broadcasting should be. It should be the conversation you're having on the couch. No one is better at that in an act. I mean, in my opinion, anyway. And I think that Obviously, there's a lot of great guys, and I think Uke's doing an outstanding job. And I think that if he wanted to be, do this full-time, I think he absolutely could do it because of the same thing. When you're, when you're listening to Uke, for most of the time, it's, it's, it's a guy who's just you know, chopping it up, just talking, just kidding around or whatever. Uh, there is a, a line that you have to balance a little bit, as we found out, you know, when the players don't like something, but, but so be it. Like As long as you aren't unfair to them then it's it's fair, you know, as long as there's no grudges held or anything like that it's fine it is fine it's part of the deal and you know what those players a lot of those players who early on whether 10 years ago whatever that didn't like the way the did things guess what they're in the broadcast booth now and they understand that that is the way to do it so just you know for the, so for players they should understand that. Sometimes it's hard, especially when you're younger. So be it. But that doesn't matter. What matters is that we take a few seconds on this day where it was reported by Chad that Ack is retiring, that we appreciate Ack. that we appreciate everything that he has done, everything he continues to do, and this soak in this last month and a half of, of what he has or l- last couple months of, of what he's doing in the broadcast booth. I know I'm going to. I appreciate it. I appreciate his friendship. I appreciate when I listen to him, all of it. So anyway, Dennis Eckersley retiring once again. Thank you, everybody, for subscribing to the Bradford Show, for listening, for, uh, for rating, all of it, for supporting, for following on, on social media. We're going to keep them coming. I want to finish this one off by giving you the only time that Eck has ever been on this podcast. I think, I think, but certainly the most notable time and that's when he sat down with me after the David Price incident and just was Zach here you go. I've been honored a lot on this podcast, but I am I, beyond honored to have uh, Dennis Eckersley on with me, on the Bradfoe Show, Eck, welcome. It's uh, We have a nice little studio here, and it's. I feel like you get the lava lamps and the beanbag chairs. It's It's just back. It's just like Studio 54.
1: Oh, oh God. <laughs> It's far from it, but uh, it's all right. We'll take it for now. Yeah. So, Eck, how's the year been? <laughs> it's been uh, interesting, you know, because I've been doing this a long time, not necessarily in the booth, but, you know, with Nesson. You know, the years are starting to add up, but there's been nothing like this year. It's just really, and you go back over it saying, why? You know, why does something like that happen? Yeah. But, you know, we have enough distance from it now to sort of say, well, eh, you know, things happen in this game. You know, it just sort of happened to be me. I think it's very unfortunate for everybody, you know, that's, that's connected with it. You know, mm-hmm. Red Sox, Price, me, whatever. So I'm glad it's behind us now.
0: This is the ultimate jumping right into it. I didn't yeah. say, yeah, you know, this is why you're the best. I mean, you're no fooling around, but I, I, to, to clarify, because I didn't even get a chance to set the scene, is that, you know, when I asked about the year, obviously, I hate to say it, but the year has been defined by, you know, the incident on the plane with David Price. And you mentioned it, um, as long as we're talking about it, Eck, you mentioned it um, about getting a little away from it. So that happened at the end of June, right? And so now we're sitting here two and a half months out and there's been different sort of parts of it and you had you know a price uh, acknowledging it i guess in the in here at fenway park in the clubhouse where and then you had i think it was the next day you were up in the legend suite and you got a pretty good ovation yeah. so talk to me a little bit about how like you said the evolution of of since it happened what has been like for you
1: Well, I think it was difficult the first, because I was on that road trip. That was the first game of that road trip. So that was difficult, those 10 days on that road, you know, trying to not, you know, have it, uh, have anything to do with your broadcast. You know, I mean, you're only human, you know, and especially, you know, when he had to pitch. I think he pitched it was in Texas, yeah, yeah, a couple times he pitched it in Tampa too yeah, yeah so and and that, that didn't take anything away i'm you know I'm just doing the games and then calling it like I see it, and sometimes people don't like the way you call it and see it <laughs>
0: I guess I don't know what to say well, okay so let's let's go back before even before the price stuff mm-hmm. um there was did you get a sense that any player that players had a hard time with the way that you broadcast a game and I want to get into how you broadcast a game a little bit later but did you get that sense cuz I got to be honest with you I just thought oh he's really good at it he's honest but I didn't think you were overly critical but then you talk to people and you, this is the way it works in baseball one guy tells another guy tells another guy did you get a sense even before the thing happened uh, not
1: necessarily, but to be honest, I think there's like a sort of a undercurrent because, you know, when you're sitting in the studio and you, you, whatever you say, you don't know what the backlash is of it, you know, and once again, like you're talking about the people that do see it and then tell the players what was said. Sometimes it's not exactly what you said, you know, and I, I know that how that happens, but I didn't, uh, you know, I think I had heard a few little things, but when you're not the main guy, you're not going to hear it all that often, and and players are normally careful, you know. Amongst themselves, they'll say stuff, you know, because they're not that they're sensitive, you know. But uh, nobody likes to be. I mean, everybody wants to be talked about positive. I mean, everything positive, you know. And and it's not that way. So you know, I've got to do my job, and I can't just be here this flowery type commentary you just can't you know and i and i don't make an attempt either way to do whatever you know and that's that's why i feel like i'm honest when i say stuff
0: well when you going back to when you were a player did you there was tv when you played there was broadcasters when you played did do you get the sense that it was the same dynamic or did you guys pay attention as much or do guys pay attention more obviously there's more ways to pay attention but what was it like did you ever have a problem with any broadcasters? Did you know of anyone who did?
1: Um, I guess, but nothing that stands out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's changed. I, I just do because uh, there's more of it. The pregame, you know, it's all, it's all consuming, I think. And, and there's more talk of what was being said. And talk radio. Mm-hmm. Talk radio is a killer, mm-hmm. especially in this town. I didn't have to go through I mean, I was here a long time ago talk radio, they had remember, they flip, flip, flip and clap. That was it. That's how it all started, right? And see what it's turned into. I mean, there's some vicious stuff that gets thrown around. It, there is, and so I could see how the players are sensitive towards it, because, you know, I mean, they're trying their best, you know, but I, at the same time, I played, and I gave, up, I gave up a lot of home runs. You know what I mean? I'd had a lot of bad outings, so you know, you just gotta understand that that's the way it is. They forget, the players do, and I think uh, all of us do. They forget when you're saying nice things about them, which is a lot. They they don't. That's a given, right? You're supposed to be nice and all that. I mean, they forget that. But uh, I think they become more sensitive when they aren't playing very well, and that, that's human.
0: Well, you had the thing with Jackie Bradley. It, it, Who I like I like Jackie, and uh, where he tweeted something out, and and you might have talked to him. I don't know, but basically he tweeted out something to the effect of you know thanks for the motivation, and but yeah, but so this but that, that was an isolated incident. This was this was. This, this sort of thing happens, and you just happen to be on the plane that day as well. Yeah, but it was a setup.
1: It was, like, awful. As to Which one? The, the, the Jackie thing? The Jackie one was. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. you're thinking about that one. No,
0: this, yeah, that, yeah that. we'll get to that. Don't worry it's about two it. two years ago. Yeah. Is that what you want right. me to talk about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, that, but that was the first time that yeah. I had really said, oh, well, someone has a problem with that.
1: Yeah, he was sensitive. I mean, he was hitting a buck and a half. And so there was a lot of people not thinking he could hit, right? I mean, that went on and on and on. That's nothing new. Right. But, I, but he picked me out of it. Uh, after a game in in Detroit where he went four for five with five RBIs, and then next thing you know, he set me up for a pitcher on the tarmac, which was really off, and then posted it on Twitter. And, if, and when it first came on, I was on the plane with matter ten minutes that it came on, and I went, "What in the world is going on?" And I talked to the PR guy, Greg right. Kevin, Kevin, yeah, Kevin, and he was like, he was baffled too because he was the one that went to get me. And so, you know something, and I went back to talk to him, and he sort of didn't get it. And so, you know, I just let it slide Mm. because I know, you know, I've done some things, you know, and so I never said anything about it.
0: Mm. And that's two years ago. Right, so that was obviously, and okay, let's chalk this up to he was a young guy, right? I mean, yeah. 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 I, could, I, I mean, I'd I, I go with that. Right. So um, So anyway, that happens. But like I said, that was sort of the first time like, oh, really? You know, they, they have a – somebody might have an issue or that – that doesn't seem right. Because like you said, you say a lot of positive things you, and you call it like you see it. That's how it's supposed to be. That's how you keep a job, by the way. You know, this is what it comes down to. It sounds harsh. I mean, not
1: necessarily harsh. But, you know, I'm trying to do my job. I can't worry about 30 guys in that clubhouse. In you know, my my – you know the people i'm trying to talk to are the audience mm-hmm. you know if you get sensitive to what somebody's thinking down in the clubhouse that takes away from everything it, it really does mm-hmm. and you can't just shoot from the hip and i don't mean shooting from the hip like i'm wild and crazy up right, here
0: right. you know so flash forward to this uh, there's the incident in june um did you have any sense at all? Any sense at all? Now I know that Price had had, had an incident with the, with uh, some of the writers a few weeks before, but did you have any inclination at all?
1: None, none, not at all. Then you have. Then you go back to what happened before that incident. I mean, like literally that
0: night. Right, Eduardo, Eduardo Rodriguez had a rehab, uh, rehab outing, and you do typically. I think you do. I don't know if it was in this in this setting, but you do sort of a recap of the game, and you have to comment on it, right? Right, it came popped up on the screen,
1: yeah. and there, because we're worried about you know when's he coming back, how was his first appearance, and they threw up the numbers, and I said a quick, oh yuck, you know, just a just, just reactionary. Really, it's not like I'm trying to stick it to Erod. Not at all. I mean, that's just you know. But I don't, you'd have to ask, you know, the, the guy that got upset about what set him off because, you know, I only go by what he said later and then he wanted to talk to me about a month later. So, I, I mean, I, I get confused here. I don't want to sit around and talk about what I said, or what I think he was mad about. It'd be like, you know, throwing stuff against the wall. I really don't know. But obviously he doesn't uh, like my
0: act. <laughs> well, well. so when that happens, when it happens on the plane, and, and, I, and we get it, like, stuff happens on the plane, and this is, a lot of times, we don't hear about stuff happening on the plane. But this was, had you ever heard of anything like this happening, I guess, on a plane or in this setting, which is basically, I guess, for lack of a better term, addressing a situation, I'm being very nice here, addressing a situation by putting... Uh, someone on stage. Had you ever heard anything like that happen?
1: I'll tell you what, to be honest, you know, we used to have the, the uh, media fly with us. So we had a lot of episodes of media airing them out. You know, because you're yeah. talking about drinking and like, yeah, you know what you said. I mean, it, there's a lot of stuff that took place. So I get that, you know. And it's almost like, I guess what you're thinking is that this is our clubhouse, which is the plane. It continues from the clubhouse to the plane. So what happens in the clubhouse stays in the clubhouse. I think that's their sort of thing i would assume but but anyway over the years that's happened a lot but not like this i don't know i've never really seen it with a with an announcer maybe i can't you know nothing that stands out
0: would it be fair to i mean would it be unfair or fair to say my analogy putting it on stage yeah yeah it was yeah the and so when that after it happens um what are you feeling? What are you feeling right after it happens? I was humiliated, to be honest with you.
1: And, you know, as far as talking about this, I've never said anything. Mm, no. uh, and, and you're the first person I've really talked to it about. We appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. And because I don't want to make anything more than it is.
0: No, but i be think be you know, like you talked about, we're two and a half months out. Right. and And this is... A lot of this stuff we know about, and this is just, this is about, a big part of it is about, about doing your job. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, and the fact is that for two and a half months, you continue to do your job. Yeah. I mean, that's, and so, so to go back to that, um, so you felt embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Um, what did, what did you think, so you have a plane ride, you have a plane ride to Toronto. Mm-hmm. It must have been a
1: long <laughs> plane ride. It was, I, I have never been in that position before in my life. It was really a, just an awful feeling. You know, I didn't really quite know what to do. You know, it's, it's, uh, I don't even know how to say it. I'm just glad that there's distance here. And, and, and as far as, you know, who cares how I feel? I mean, it's so, you know, it's just, I have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't want it to stand in the way of anything. I want it to be a go away. I really do because
0: it, it, what's all that matters is winning. It's true. Two- but that's what, it, so that's, that comes back to the, um, You know when I don't know when it was a month later, month later, where David Price addresses it. Said you know maybe a talk. To me, that didn't that was that was uh, that didn't do anything to sort of heal the process. And because like you said, I mean this is this is this was part of the conversation with the team for a long, long time, and um, and it should have been it should have been absolutely. But so when he talks, when you hear he's going to talk, Pedroia talked the day before. Um, and that's where you know when Pedroia is talking about it because he doesn't want to address anything but baseball usually. So when you heard Pedroia talk, you're like, okay, this yeah. is this is seeping. In. Yeah, they, he didn't want any part of that
1: stuff, and I understand that too. You know, they, you bring in the whole team to that. You know, they don't they don't want any of that. I mean, nobody wanted that. You know, and I don't want this, you know, so I understand where he's coming from. He wanted to get his distance from it all, you know, because then you get into the nitty, you know, picking everything. What, who said what, whatever. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it gets kind of silly
0: after well, a while. Okay, so let me ask you this, and this goes to along with what Price had said about coming down the clubhouse um, as a broadcaster. We can talk about it in the way that a bro- this is how, whether it's done this way or not. I see broadcasters come down sometimes. A lot of times they stand by the door and do nothing. Um, so when he said that, I was surprised because I didn't really think, think oh well, a broadcaster, and I've seen you in clubhouse. I saw you in the clubhouse in Texas, mm-hmm. the series after that happened, at least two of those games. Mm-hmm. Did that surprise you? About the clubhouse? Right. Stuff?
1: Yeah. It oh, doesn't surprise me because I think they, they think you're, you're supposed to be available. And I can understand that if you have a problem with me. Because ultimately, if you do have a problem with somebody, you'd, you'd say, "Hey, I got a we talk." Mm-hmm. You know, that's how you usually handle it, right? Mm-hmm. But if he's thinking I'm never around, then he doesn't have the you know. But you were but, opportunity to, yeah. but you know some just the same way some PR guy says, "Go get him. I want to talk to him." It you can make it happen, right. but you know, ultimately this comes da- back to you know the dude doesn't like me, you know, and I get it, so it's cool, mm-hmm. and let's move on.
0: Would you ever want to
1: talk to him? No. Why would I want to talk to him? Yeah.
0: You know. And you've had other guys who probably didn't like you. Or, yeah, he's, yeah. Not he's not the first guy that doesn't like me. I get it. How, how difficult, you talked about going doing the broadcast right after. When did it get to the point where you felt, okay, I can kind of settle back into what I do? Was it right away or was it a few games?
1: Uh, I don't know. I think I got in. After the All-Star break, I was fine. Everything's cool. Get me off that road trip. You know, so I could get get my feet on the ground again.
0: You know. Well, also we talked about the the applause that you got when you were up in the Legends Suite. I mean, this is you were you were beloved here anyway. But has has this whole thing, what transpired, and the support you've gotten? I mean, has that been a, le- a level that you weren't expecting?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like, hey, man, I don't. You know, I, I that's wonderful. I mean, how can you not feel good about you know what? attention that you've gotten from it but i didn't want this i don't want this this is not who i am at all you know but it's cool i mean i appreciate it but i really i'm kind of
0: uncomfortable with it let's just i want to just you know move on man <laughs> so how do you so this this jump into how do you do a broadcast um yeah, i would imagine like a lot of broadcasters you've evolved and when you first started out, were you hesitant to, to talk about the players, or were you right away? This is how it's done, and you really haven't changed since.
1: Well, you know, some I think originally I remember sitting as a player listening to because I used to be in in the you know clubhouse for so long, for the, before the seventh inning. So I'd watch three quarter three quarters of the game before sure. I went to the bullpen. So I say here, guys, and I say. Walt Montgomery. What? But I meant no. I was in Oakland. Oh, in Oakland. Okay. I don't even. Yeah. So, but I remember thinking to myself, if I ever do this, that which is just a thought. I mean, I want to. I want to make sure that you know. I know this game's not that easy, mm-hmm. so you don't want to take get up there and start you know popping off, saying, "Look at this, you know, middle middle fastball and hanging breaking balls, and the guy hit it out, you know, whatever, you know." But at, but after a while, once you evolve, you just go. You got. You say what you say. Mm-hmm. You can't sit there and say, "Well, careful here, careful there." You don't want to hurt somebody, right. you know. A lot of these players think they want their mom and dad to be up here calling the game, you
0: know? Well, I think that, you know, and I always said this about when you did a broadcast. I always said, one of, one of the things I like is your reactions. You re- you react like a guy in his living room would react, like, oh. Right, right <laughs> exactly. Or, yeah, or yuck, you know. It's- good or bad, Yeah. yeah. you know?
1: Good yeah. or bad. Right. Whoa, or ugh, yeah, you know? Yeah. I mean, so,
0: would imagine that that's people. Other people have said that, and, and and now listen. You've done a lot of games. This is the most games you've ever done, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I did some in thirteen and then two thousand nine. That's when I was. Well,
0: like, I did some in thirteen. You yeah. know how you know how they're scraping the bottom of the barrel there. <laughs> <laughs> the two
1: thousand nine. I mean, I was a puppy back then. Yeah. But you know, I've evolved into this. But uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I enjoy doing it, but I, I, I don't like this side of it. You know, people, you know, critiquing my critique or whatever. It's, but I guess that's part of it, too. you got to, you know, take what comes with
0: it. Well, it's, you know, it's players and it's, I mean, the guys who filled in when you weren't doing it, you know, social media can be a rough place. And so it's this is this is what you talk about what's different from when you were playing. Yeah. This is what's different. And, and like you said, I don't think the players are nearly as uh, micromanaging these broadcasts as much as they are now. And I don't think certainly the the media and the public are
1: Yeah, there's scrutiny that comes with this job big time, yeah. especially in Boston. Yeah. Come on. You know, everything you say you know, let alone what the players think. You know, it's what the Twitter world thinks, or whatever, yeah. and that's insanity to say the <laughs> least, right?
0: But so, so overall, like now that we're through the that stuff, has it? You know, do you you've done a ton of games, and, and and people say, hey, where's Zach? Where's Zach? Where's Zach? They want you to do more. Could you ever see yourself doing more? Or this was this about right? Was this about? Was this too many? Was I know it's been an exhausting year, but you know, for a lot of reasons.
1: A lot of people think that uh, you know, wh- where's Eck? Because you know, like, they don't want him. Or uh, I, I don't. I never knew what I was gonna, what I was getting into here. I've always wanted. You know, the older you've gotten, I, I mean, I'm not. You know, forty-five years old or wherever it is, and want to do the whole enchilada. <laughs> I mean, this is tough business. This is a young man's business, as you know. Yes, you know, yes. yes, I'm not a young man, and I'm in the wrong business. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. So, um, you know, I've worked hard to be able to get to a situation where I could not call my own shots. But I'd like to do a lot more home games. You know, I'd like to do home games. You know, and I don't know. Maybe after doing what I've done, maybe I'm willing to do more games. But I'm lucky to get this job to begin with. So it's easy, It's hard to call your shot.
0: Well, but would you want to do anything else? I mean, you are in a good spot. I don't. You're like 35 years old, at least. Your hair looks like that. Way. You look that way. But it's you're in a good spot. You're golfing, and you're yeah. You're, so, is there anything else you would want to do ever? First of all, did you ever come close to doing like anything in the front office no. or anything like that? No. no, and I've never been. You know, had okay. coaching. No. I never had the passion to
1: want to do that because that's what new need to to yeah. be a coach. So this is perfect for me, you know, because I'm emotional. I get to, you know, ride this wave, yeah. you know, up and down and all around. And uh, um, it was unfortunate what happened this year, but I don't want it to stand in the way of what I really want to do going forward. You know what I mean? I never want something like that to stand in the way. And
0: uh, so maybe I'll do more next year. Yeah. yeah. Eric, you've been you've been enlightening, and you've been a vision of uh, a vision of hope. Yeah. Uh, but hey, thanks, man. This is is this your first podcast? Yeah, you know, and that's why you know, for me to
1: talk about this, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really, never felt free enough to talk about it. But I think we have enough distance, don't we? And I don't want this to get in the way of the ultimate thing that's happening on this field. The right. Great game, the great game of baseball. The great game of baseball, exactly.
0: <laughs> All right, thanks.
1: Yeah, you got it.